0: Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover, visit affleck.com to learn more.
1: AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear.
2: Hi
3: there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie
0: with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go.
1: AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods
4: Pro second generation when enabled. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon.
5: You must be talking about right brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick
4: cut, hand trimmed, and real would smoke real and you could tell so why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff that's right and if you're looking to upgrade any meal any meal try right brand bacon that's called right brand bacon you won't regret it experience bacon the right
0: way i'm not sure who's had more jobs seaton or Polly or who's had more interesting jobs seaton or Polly but like seaton worked at the airport yeah he was a postman yep okay those yeah. aren't exciting delivered flowers yeah as a security guard, I worked at a pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but Paulie was a bouncer. Yeah.
4: DJ at a country western nightclub.
0: And you sold beer at Scottsdale Stadium. Gosh, is that not the dream? I know. Miller Lite. I could use one right now. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Wednesday. We could use some sleep. Late night. Some great baseball, NBA as well. A lot to talk about. Come on in and stay a while. We got drama with the Philadelphia 76ers. There was drama last night with the LA Dodgers and Cody Bellinger. The uh, Astros are still alive with the Red Sox. 877 3DP Show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. This program brought to you by M Drive. Compete with the younger guys with M-Drive, the supplement for driven men that supports healthy testosterone levels, boost energy, visit mdrivedan.com. Free shipping, 60-day guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Get M-Drive. Got a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day? Say good morning to our streaming partner, Peacock. You can watch the show for free. Download the app. It's free, and uh, you can join us. And if not, you can listen on our radio affiliates around the country, numbering nearly 400. The great Bob Costas will join us coming up a little bit later on, recapping all the baseball. If anyone leaves a sporting event and misses a great comeback, then that's on them, especially in the playoffs. But we do know some fans have made mistakes before, and maybe some fans in Los Angeles yesterday might have left. Dodgers were down 5-2 in the eighth inning. They'd never come back when they were trailing by three or more after seven innings in their long postseason history. So... What's L.A. do? They turn to Cody Bellinger, the former MVP, who hit just 165 on the season. But Bellinger putting that behind him, a three-run homer, tied the game. Mookie Betts delivered the uh, game winner, and uh, they win 6-5. They now trail Atlanta 2-1 in the series. Doesn't feel like that, that they're down 2-1. But uh, after those wins, those kind of wins, those sometimes feel like more than just one victory. A few more outs in this series could have been basically over, but now Los Angeles has momentum, and they head into Game 4. Each game has been decided late by just one run for the Dodgers and Braves fans. It's exhausting for the rest of us. It's fun baseball. And I started to wonder about Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger, you know, when you're getting late into a game – has been great in the postseason so far. And, you know, that's what you want. He's struggled but found a way to somehow be able to come up with a big hit. And, uh, you know, it was a rough regular season for him. But the Dodgers, they're 10-0 against the Braves in their last 10 meetings at Dodger Stadium, 23-4 and against the Braves in Dodger Stadium. That goes back to the uh, 2013 National League Division Series. The Astros, meanwhile, they tied their game um, at 2-2 in the eighth inning, then blew it open seven runs in the ninth inning, beating the Red Sox and uh, evening the uh, American League Championship Series at two games apiece. And once again, the Astros do it. They scored all their uh, runs in the ninth inning with two outs, matching the most runs in an inning uh, with two outs in postseason history. They're great with two outs. They've scored 36 two-out runs this postseason. That's the most by any American League team prior to the World Series in baseball history, that clutch gene that they still had. And, uh, you know, you can start to look at some of the calls because in the postseason, we care about this. A strike here, a ball here, a missed call here. And it just felt like it was bad for both teams last night in, uh, in Fenway. And, and I know there's going to be this cry for, oh, we need to have you know, robotic umpires or do what tennis does where you have a strike zone and you have a beep when it's in and uh, you know, there's no beep when it's not. We're not there yet. Um, I, I would just love for these umpires to have to answer after a game just to say, give us an idea of, of what you're looking at because if you're missing 15 to 20 pitches in a game, including a big one in the ninth inning, then you know that can change a series. That can change the fate for players, managers, GMs, certainly the fans. And I don't think we're there yet with the ro- robotic umpire or you're going to have a strike zone, an automated strike zone. But I do think we'll get to it because if you have the technology, why not use the technology? And I know you're going to get the old school, which I'm supposed to be part of. They're going to go, oh, you got to, that's part of the flavor of the game where the umpire misses a call. Okay, but then is it the flavor when he misses a call at first base or at home plate or second base? No, it's not the flavor. Oh, that's part of the folklore. That's what makes the game so great, the interpretation of a strike zone. Really? Not for me. If I'm a pitcher, do I go, ah, it's part of the game. It's part of the personality of it. He just missed that call there. Nathan Avaldi is probably not going, man, that's part of the game. You know, I'm all right with that. I never understood why umpires would give great pitchers more latitude or longitude when it came to a strike zone. You know, when you're going, uh, hey, Greg Maddox, it's Greg Maddox, you got to give him that, or Tom Glavin. Like, no. It's like a phantom foul that Michael Jordan would go to the hoop and you knew somebody was going to get whistled for a foul, whether he fouled him or not. It's like, that's Michael Jordan. Don't you give that to the guys who aren't as good to help him out a little bit, but this is always going to be that curiosity of I don't, I just don't know why baseball doesn't go. This is how we call a strike, and this is how we call a ball. Not, you know, I always give the high strike. Uh, you know, I never give that high strike. You know, I'll give you on the black. Like I never understood that shouldn't it shouldn't be. Do we do that in any other sport? where you got an official, uh, maybe a, a back judge in the NFL goes, uh, you know, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to let you put your hands on the wide receiver. Or, I don't let you put your hand on the wide receiver. No, this is how you call a game. But for some reason, we've allowed Joe West and some of these other umpires for decades to be able to have their own personality. And I don't know if baseball's headed in that direction, but there were some pitches in the Red Sox Astros game where I went, man, oh man, this guy's and I don't want to mention names. He was consistently bad. You know, and he was consistent for both teams, just bad. And you go, how do, how does baseball not and this is supposed to be your elite umpires. This is a postseason. This is a reward here. And you're going, I I'm missing something here. And I know sometimes the angle That camera, that center field camera is not really right, you know, behind second base looking in. It's off to the side a little bit. So it is deceiving. But they do have stats, analytics, of course, that will tell you what is a missed call. And missed call usually means it has to be six inches outside of the strike zone. If you miss a call, it's got to be kind of a blatant missed call, not just something that's on the edge. But watching last night, uh, yesterday, they see a different game than I do, and I don't think it's great for baseball. Not when you're at this stage of the season, and you had that on display last night. Yes, Paulie?
4: It was interesting, though. Red Sox fans are very upset because Ivaldi's uh, curveball they thought was a strike, and the inning would have been over it'd been tied 2-2, but it's the ninth inning. If that umpire was having a tight strike zone side-to-side, nine innings in, shouldn't the pitchers know this? Shouldn't they be discussing the dugout and realize you may not get that pitch that you, and you, by the ninth inning, you would know what that ump is doing. You're tracking every pitch. That's all the pitching coaches do. They should know what they can get.
0: Yeah, but that wasn't one of those where you go, yeah, he's not going to give that to me. That was one of those where that's strike. That's it. That's strike. And then they show it from up above. And then you see it where it goes over the plate. Because sometimes you can throw a breaking ball and it sort of comes around the plate and then where the catcher catches it. That was where's it going to go over the plate? Oh yeah, that's inside corner. Yeah, that that's definitely a strike. Actually, that was an outside part of the plate, but that was strike. Absolutely, yeah, Paul.
4: You got to do like Kenley Jansen of the Dodgers and just strike everybody. That's out. true. That's true. Take the umpire out of it. Yeah,
0: that was great. There was a lot of drama there, and I was busy. I was busy. I was LA centric, although I flipped around a little bit. I was watching the Lakers. I watched the Bucks get their uh, championship rings, and uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Thought it was wonderful. That was a great, great night there in Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, you got the Nets in town, and they roughed them up. Giannis looked great. But uh, flipping you know back and forth and watching the Dodgers game, and I'm thinking, man, 5-2, they're, they're not doing anything offensively. And Bellinger hits a ball, and this is how it sounded on KLAC, the Dodgers radio network, with Charlie Steiner with the call.
2: And a fly ball to right center field. It's well hit, and it is done. A
3: three-run home run for Bellinger. We've got a new game. It's tied at
0: five. You know, it's little things. Sometimes he got on base in the Giants series with a walk, and then Taylor hits the home run, and then this one, that pitch is up and went after it. I didn't think it was out, and it just kept carrying into the night, and Charlie Steiner with the call. McLevin, you got a poll question for me.
6: Do you want to put up, should they computerize the strike zone to see what the fans are? It's kind of like a negative question, but I still don't totally get why they're not doing
0: it to some extent. I don't know how, you know, the rhythm of the game. That's what I want to know. The games are so long now. Yep. I mean, sometimes 30, 45, an hour longer than they used to be. Um, the Dodgers using nine pitchers. I mean, the games are just long. I don't want them to go longer. I want them to get the call right, but I just don't know if we... Remember, replay was instant replay, and then it's now just called replay because it takes forever. And I think the game... You can have a four-hour game, but I like a four-hour game when it, it actually moves along, not let's start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. And that would be my biggest apprehension here. How do you then signal a strike? Is there a sound effect? Uh, Is there a red light or a blue light that comes on? Like, I I don't know how they would do that, but I'd be curious about it. And I'm, I'm open to it. It's just because I've watched baseball for, you know, better part of 50 years. And you sometimes will watch and you know that umpire doesn't like that hitter or doesn't like that pitcher. Plain and simple. I'm going to give you that pitch. I'm not giving you that pitch. I remember talking to uh, somebody in baseball. I don't, I don't want to even hint at who it was, but they talked about a uh, hitter and said, he's always going to get, if he takes a pitch, he's going to get that call always. And I went, why? Because, and I was told because he's bleeping Wade Boggs. And I went, <laughs> so Wade Boggs takes a pitch the umpire knows Wade Boggs is going to be correct more than the umpire will be. And this is coming from somebody who is a person of authority who would say, yeah, that you have umpires, because when, when this is brought up, when they have these meetings and, you know, somebody say, hey, you know, these pitches or, you know, these are outside. In their minds, they're like, who's at the plate? Did they take a pitch? And if they, if Bonds took a pitch, if Tony Gwynn took a pitch, if Wade Boggs took a pitch, that umpire knows. Man, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to show up Wade Boggs, Tony Gwynn. You like these guys don't make mistakes there. That's Wade effing Boggs. <laughs> yes, Paulie. Uh, Tony
4: Gwynn, the great guy from the Padres. Uh, he only got kicked out of one game in his career, and the story goes that he was arguing with the umpire, which was Joe West, by the way, who's no, retiring. Yeah. and he goes, uh, you know why I know that pitch was uh, a ball? Because I didn't swing at it. And that was the <laughs> opening line of the, the argument by Tony Quinn.
0: By the way, Cody Bellinger in the seventh inning or later this postseason is batting 571. That's the, the highest average by any player with more than flat, five uh, plate appearances. All right, we'll take a break. There's a lot to get to, and we'll certainly uh, talk to Bob Costas about the baseball the situation in Philadelphia is not getting better anytime soon. Ben Simmons basically said, uh, hey, I don't want to practice. And now he's been suspended. Crazy day yesterday. I thought, okay, this is, this is when Ben grows up and he shows he's tough. Like, I still don't know why. Who is Ben mad at? That's why I want to know. Uh, Marcus Hayes, who covers the uh, 76ers for the Philly Inquirer, he was great last time he was on. Uh, I don't I don't know what is going to change here, but it feels like Ben Simmons is trying to act like James Harden, except for he's not as good as James Harden. Harden wanted out of Houston, got out of Houston. Ben, ben Simmons is not as good. And we'll recap what happened with uh, opening night in the NBA as well. 15 after the hour, just getting started here on the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America, man, you love trading cards? This is the place to go PaniniAmerica.net, the uh, exclusive trading card partner of the NFL. Panini America utilizes iconic brands. They like got Donruss, Prism, Contenders, National Treasures, and more. You got instant classic trading cards, most popular players. You got Trevor Lawrence, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. The hottest rookies, biggest superstars, all-time greats, only one place to collect them all. Panini trading cards, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, hottest rookie cards, something for everyone in Panini America packs. Must-see matchups for Week 7. How about Zach Wilson in the Jets, Mac Jones in the Patriots in Foxborough. Heisman headliner in the AFC North, Joe Burrow's Bengals looked upset, Lamar Jackson's Ravens. And Jared Goff returns to L.A. to face Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Start or continue your collection now. PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit affleck.com to learn more. Got some quick math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep, right? That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that. Playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball, and I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Light. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here. Paula used to be a beer vendor.
4: I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium and I slung Miller Light. So I was just throwing them out there.
0: Okay. Not literally. Okay. But just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes. Not the crack of the bat.
4: Which is better. Crack of the bat's crack of the beer
0: can. Well oh, i had crack of the beer. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs
5: per 12 ounces. You know what I did last summer? I went to Italy, and it was awesome. And you know what I did before that that was even more awesomer? For 10% off your first booking on the app, one app, over 300,000 travel experiences, you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
0: Settle on a poll question. Got our play of the day. A few more stats of the day as well. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options. Cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz Vans, build-equipped, engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership. Today. Before we check in with Marcus Hayes, the Philadelphia Inquirer columnist, here's some comments yesterday. Doc Rivers on kicking Ben Simmons out of practice.
2: It was a distraction today. Uh, I didn't think he wanted to do what everybody else was doing. And it was early. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, just told him he should leave then. And we went on with practice.
0: And then Joel Embiid talked to the media about Ben Simmons.
2: At this point, I don't care about that man. Honestly, he does whatever he wants. Uh, you know, that's not my job. Uh, you know, that's those guys' jobs. Uh, you know, I'm only focused on trying to make the team better, uh, win some games. Uh, you know, play hard every night. I uh, try to lead, you know, the guys that we have here, uh, and I'm sure they feel the same way because, you know, our chemistry has been excellent uh, despite, you know, everything that's been happening in the, uh, in the last few months. Uh, so yeah, like I said, uh, I don't, I don't really care.
0: Oh, but wait, there's one more from Joel Embiid.
2: But at the end of the day, our job is not to babysit somebody. Uh, you know, we you know, we get paid to. We're just on the court, go on, uh, play hard, uh, win some games. Uh, that's all we get paid for. We don't get paid to come out here and, you know, try to babysit somebody. And uh, So that's not that's our job, and I'm sure my teammates feel that way.
0: That is courtesy MDC Sports Philadelphia. Let's bring in Marcus Hayes, the Philadelphia Inquirer columnist. What the hell happened yesterday?
3: <laughs> They've had enough. They've just had enough. I mean, Ben's been there for, you know, Counting his quarantine more than a week, and um, he hasn't engaged with his teammates. He won't acknowledge people in the building. He talks to the the D or the I guess the G League coaches now, but he won't talk to his own coaches. I mean, he's he's committing career suicide because Dan. I mean, what team is going to take a chance that he's not going to do the same thing with them once he lands there? Who is he mad at? He's mad at Doc Rivers for not continuing to defend him and not promoting him as a point guard. At the end of last season, when they lost game seven, uh, one of my colleagues, David Murphy, asked Doc, do you think Ben can be the point guard of a championship team? And Doc clearly doesn't. as uh, Doc was a point guard himself and a very similar point guard to Ben Simmons. And he said, I, I don't know. I can't answer that question. He didn't say yes. That's That's the problem. And then after Doc spoke, Joel Embiid was asked, what do you think the turning point of the game was? And he said, you know, when we didn't make the when we didn't take the dunk with three and a half minutes left. So he's mad at them. He's embarrassed by the reaction from him not taking that dunk. And he's kind of he, he's in a spot, I think, personally, where he thinks a fresh start changes everything, where Philadelphia is mean to him. And if he gets out of Philadelphia, everything will be better because you know no we're, we're in 19, we're in eighteen fifteen, and nobody knows what happened in Philadelphia. Wherever he goes next, I I don't know what he's thinking there.
0: What happens today?
3: Uh, nothing. I mean, he doesn't go. He didn't fly with the team. He's not with them um, for their first game tonight. And I the the Sixers are weird because they never practice after the day after the game, uh, especially a road game. So they won't practice tomorrow. Doc Rivers said, Hey, you know, we'll see what happens Thursday. Well, nothing's going to happen Thursday. Guys come in for treatment. If they want it, they maybe do some film stuff. Ben won't be asked to do the film stuff because he wasn't involved in the game. So it'll be before the shoot around Friday before we know kind of where the next shoe drops because there won't be another practice. So I don't expect him to play anytime soon. I think Doc has had enough finally after a year of carrying water, for, lying for Ben Simmons, you know, and, and insulting anyone who deigned to ask, well, Ben Simmons has these deficiencies. Can you fix them this way, this way? This, oh, you have to treasure him. He's special. I, I think he's embarrassed of how he acted last year, feels betrayed. So does Joel Embiid, who carried water for him a lot. Um, so I just don't think he's going to play or get paid, more importantly, until he. Capitulates. And I'm not sure that that's going to happen anytime soon either.
0: I just wonder, He he's trying to take the uh, uh, James Harden approach. He's just not as good as James Harden. Like James Harden is still <laughs> valuable, even if he's out of shape and doesn't want to play for Houston. Ben Simmons still can't shoot. He's still a liability in certain areas here. Who's going to want to trade for him? Like, do you have actual teams that would actually be interested in him?
3: I mean, I think Cleveland would be interested in him as a, as a rebuilding centerpiece to sort of do whatever he wants and, sell, and market the team, but certainly no contender. I mean, he's putting himself in a position where no team that is viable can risk his psychology, can risk his mental state, not to mention the shooting. I mean, I think he'd be a spectacular powerful, you know, Dennis Rodman with a handle, Draymond Green with, you know, better, even better passing ability, maybe not as good a defender as Draymond, but he wants to be a point guard and he wants to do things his own way. And he wants to be a point guard who doesn't have to shoot and doesn't have to uh, be accountable. So it's, it's a very, very small box, but I think it's a place like Cleveland where things are horrible and they're, they need a, they need a centerpiece is a spot. They, They just don't have anything. The Sixers would be interested in trading for to make them, decent you know they don't have pieces in Cleveland that can play that can break the starting line
0: well, I look at Ben, you, you can't put him in a situation where it's a high-pressure situation. He really has to go to a team that doesn't have any chance of winning. Therefore, he doesn't get into these situations where he doesn't want to shoot a big, big free throw or make a big play, a big dunk. And I agree with you. He's not a point guard. He's, he wants to be Magic Johnson. Well, Magic played at a time when he didn't need to have a jumper. He, he did get a, a, a jumper or at least a set shot. Ben doesn't have that. You can be six nine and have a good handle, but in today's NBA, if you're gonna play the point, you gotta be able to make free throws and you gotta at least be respectable from, you know, fifteen to eighteen feet.
3: Or like Giannis, I mean, you have to be willing to fail. That's the issue with Ben. It's not that he can't make free throws. I mean, he hasn't lately, but it's not that he can't make free throws at a at a clip where you don't hack a Ben in the middle of the game. I mean, that that's kind of over. And he's he's not a good shooter, but you can shoot thirty one percent from fifteen feet and out, and still be a threat. I mean, your head fake works, but he won't do it. It, it. Like Giannis has a is not a good shooter. Is a you know, there's a ritual that you know road teams go through to embarrass him on a free throw line. But he's so brave.
0: Yeah,
3: he's so courageous. He's such a man that he doesn't care about that because he wants to win and he wants to do what's right he wants to do what's best. And that's the paradox with Ben. He wants to go somewhere to win, but he doesn't want to do what it takes to win.
0: Yeah, well, when you've been coddled, and we talked about this the last time, that you know why I love Giannis, because he had to prove himself. He works hard every – I mean, he's still working hard, and and he's not afraid of being laughed at, embarrassed, because he he just wants to be great. Ben gets laughed at, and then he wants to go into a shell and then say, stop doing that to me. Instead of being a man, step up and go – hey, I'm going to be great. I want to be great. I want to prove everybody wrong. And he just, hey, send me someplace else. All right, we'll send you someplace else. And then what happens when things go wrong?
3: Well, I mean, in your profession, you've been at the pinnacle of your profession for years, right? I'm near the top of my profession. I have looked ridiculous thousands of times, even you know, after I arrived or whatever. I'm sure there are tapes of Dan Patrick out there you don't want anybody to see. But that's what it takes to become better. And that's the other thing that people don't realize about Ben Simmons, just because he looks like an Adonis and he's ripped up and he's got a good handle. It doesn't mean he's much better than he was when he got here from LSU. Yeah. He, he has not progressed as a player or a person, you know, he went to LSU under, you know, protest tanked for a year and was the number one overall pick his plan worked, but he's the same person that I met. In New York City, in the ballroom at the Hilton, in the pre-draft uh, of media availability, six years later, it's the same guy. He's the same spoiled, entouraged, um, immature, narcissistic, smart, capable athlete that he was back then. He just hasn't he hasn't grown. I remember
0: when Kobe got embarrassed when he was 18 years of age, the air ball and the playoffs, and but, but you know, that was motivation. All the great players are motivated. Something. Jordan, Jordan would, you know, create something to be motivated. You know, Magic was motivated. He wanted to beat Bird. Bird was motivated. Like, the greats want to be motivated. I don't know what motivates Ben Simmons.
3: Money and attention. That's all he cares about. Yeah. That's all he's ever cared about money and attention. I mean, Kobe misses a free throw. He builds a gym in his house to practice free throws at three (laughs) o'clock in the morning. You know, Michael Jordan gets beat up his first year in the NBA. He goes back to UNC and he starts working out with the track team and the football team to get stronger and faster. You're not seeing Ben, you know, working out with the Australian rules, football team, national team, or the rugby team to get stronger and faster and better and tougher You know, he's going to Wimbledon with pretty, pretty ladies, you know, he's buying a house. He's going on Instagram and he's showing you on Instagram or Twitter a a video of him making a jump shot that he never takes in the game. (laughs) (laughs) It's 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 insane. I mean, I, I don't care if you make a thousand of them in this gym with your trainer. Take one in a game.
0: What happens on Friday night?
3: I just think it's, I think we're in this folding pattern for a while and he'll be fined more. And I I think at some point the Sixers may seek relief, you know, like a breach of contract thing and try to get out of the deal, but they're not going to trade him for nothing. They're they're just not going to let him win. Daryl Morey is a a very difficult guy to deal with the Sixers president. And, you know, he'll stand on principle until he can't stand any longer. And he's going to win this. He really, he really is. I mean, Clutch Sports and Rich Paul and LeBron James's uh conglomerate are gonna take a big L here. And the and the biggest loser is gonna be Ben. Because he's gonna be, if he, if he plays again, and that's a possibility, if he plays again, he's never going to be respected. He's going to be a pariah no matter where he's at, when he's on the road. He's got he's he's gonna be a laughing stock, and he's gonna lose hundreds of millions of potential do- dollars in earnings. It's just, it's suicide. I mean, he's got a small window in the next, what, month to get over himself, come back and play here and play well and get traded to a good team and refurbish his image, resurrect himself. But that's probably the end of the window.
0: Great to talk to you, as always. Got a lot to write about there, Marcus. Thanks for joining (laughs) us again, buddy. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's Marcus Hayes, Philadelphia Inquirer columnist. Yeah, I wondered. I thought he would come back. He would play nice. Uh, he'd play hard. And then still, everybody would know that you're still going to move him. But 76ers are probably going to have to budge off of what their demands are for him because they still want top dollar for Ben Simmons. But you got to put yourself in a position if you're another team, like, why do I want to bring him to Cleveland? If I'm Cleveland, okay, we're nondescript. Hey, Uh, Come out and watch the guy that Philadelphia didn't want. Uh, Is he going to get better? And does he want to get better? And, you know, at some point, he's got... Somebody has to help him. Because that's probably the biggest problem here. You have LeBron James's agency here. Rich Paul. Like, I don't know... How are you advising him? Hey, this is what you're going to do. How about you work out... But uh, you have your cell phone in your uh, your pants while you're you're uh, warming up, and then he refused to check in for a drill. Yeah, that'll do it. Yes, that'll teach them. Okay, you know maybe Philadelphia is realizing what we said three months ago. You can't have him come back. You don't want him back. Don't act like you want him back. And then everybody was like, you know, we do. We really want. Ben. They were choosing their words carefully. Joel Embiid, yeah, of course we want him back. No, you don't, Doc. No, we want him back. You know all this nonsense. You don't want him. You didn't want him. You're stuck with him, and you should have moved him for whatever you can move him for. Because now it impacts your team. You know, you got to play You got to play a season here. But just because you can send him someplace or he thinks he gets a rebirth, a restart, that doesn't change who he is. When it gets down to to a a serious moment or you're playing in a big game again, what happens then? Got to get tough. Got to get tougher. You got to understand, you need to work on your game. It's just when you're so gifted, you're that tall, that kind of handle, you've been coddled all your life, you're the number one pick, you go in, hey, I've been defensive player of the year, I've been an all-star. Okay, all those things are great. What happens when a game is on the line? Who are you? What are you? And that's where you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm a failure. I'm afraid to shoot. I don't want to go to the line. I don't want the ball. That's a failure. And that's where you have to look at yourself. You could be mad at Doc because, and I said at the time, Doc was honest with what he said, but it was a must-slice situation. Can you win a championship with him? And Doc said, I don't know. Because he doesn't know. But he should have said, absolutely. Just lie. Absolutely. Joel Embiid. Hey, you know what? Ben will grow from this, and he should have taken it to the hoop and dunked it. And uh, if you get fouled, you go to line, you knock those down, as we know he can. Like, must-lie situations. They didn't do it, but Ben is going to hold them accountable for that. Yeah, Paul.
4: If you're Doc Rivers, do you play Ben Simmons and start him on Friday no, night? At no, 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 no. So he, it's a continued suspension. Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't, no, you don't want him out there. <laughs> I mean, come on, me, I would go the opposite. No, nah. like if you want to embarrass him, go ahead. Put go. him out there for 48 minutes.
5: Yeah, see. Yes, so you don't even let him dress? No. Because you don't want him on the bench I don't want either. him in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, you quit on us. I don't want you. Yeah,
4: I completely, I'm not being facetious anymore. I would absolutely start him and say, go ahead, get your reception from the fans before you leave time. But he doesn't want to play. Then he could choose to walk out on the team, but I'm not suspending you. You walk out and don't show up for but a game. But he's
0: already taken himself out of practice. He already
4: quit on you. He, he was suspended from practice. He was sent home. So from a financial standpoint, if they say you're showing up Friday and, and you're starting and let him eat whatever the fans send to him. If he doesn't want to show up for the game, I'm sure financially that changes his contract status.
0: Well, I'm sure the Sixers are going to seek financial relief here with with him. That he doesn't want to play. Uh, and, and if you do play him, does that make things any better? Yeah, McClellan.
6: I'm kind of worried that they're heading toward a scenario where they get nothing for him. Like, absolutely. Even the point they might have to give up a first round to have someone take that oh contract. Oh, my God. Like, where are they... Well, it doesn't feel like a trade's happening. It feels like a release has happened. Why didn't they do this back in
0: July when we, when we talked about this? All those trade offers that were out there are, might not be out there anymore. I don't even know what was out there. Because I don't want him as my point guard. And I haven't heard many rumors where you go, you know, I heard Golden State. But that was just a rumor. And and you know do you you trade Draymond Green and one of the younger players and you get Ben's... like I don't even know if that was true or not but Ben is not a point guard. He would be a really good power forward. I don't he doesn't need to be on the perimeter. He can he's a point forward right now. But I love him when he takes it to the hoop. All right. I love when he takes it to the hoop. And he does have a great hand. And he's a good passer. But I, I don't want him with that. Oh, they want me to shoot threes. He wants to be a point guard. He just doesn't know how to act like a point guard. Yeah, McLeod. Do you think there was anything to that
6: Kyrie Irving rumor? Or was that wishful report? I don't even know if anyone reported it. Well, hey,
0: we'll give you if I'm Philly, I don't want Kyrie Irving. It's better than Ben Simmons for nothing. It is now until Kyrie says, nah, I don't know if I want to play on uh, days that end in Y. Uh, they all do. Oh, well, all right. I'm going to play, you know, every full moon here. But don't
6: fans always think this is the time Kyrie's going to straighten it out and give us a title?
0: Well, good luck with that. Good luck with that. I think Kyrie, it's a different kind of drama. Kyrie can play. Does he want to play? Ben can't play the way he thinks he's supposed to play. And that's dangerous, too. Yeah, McClellan. Also,
6: too, the Cavs have young guards. Everybody's got, like, Colin Sexton. I don't or want, Dar- I, I want those guys. I,
0: I don't want them. Get some youth and some speed. Colin Sexton's just a gunner.
6: He's a way better shooter than Ben Simmons. He's I'm like a, a better shooter <laughs> than Ben. I'd just say get any young body in there that can play some oh, basketball instead of, he's not
0: even to play. I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, let me take a break. <sighs> play the day's up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
6: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball.
0: Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit affleck.com to learn more. Embrace the new year with a new style of whiskey. Keeper's Heart, the official whiskey of the Dan Patrick Show, brings together the smoothness of Irish whiskey with the boldness of American whiskey. It's a new style of whiskey and perfectly balanced taste experience. In just two years, Keeper's Heart has already earned over 130 awards. They must have just won 10 more because last week it was 120. Everybody is finding out about the world's best Irish whiskey. They have that prestigious title. Now, the legendary distiller is Brian Nation. He's the one who started Jameson and uh, Redbreast Whiskey. So he comes over to the United States and he creates this in two years. They are an award-winning team. Machine. And as we approach St. Paddy's Day, no better choice than Keeper's Heart to celebrate the occasion. The perfect blend of smooth Irish and bold American whiskeys creating a wonderfully balanced taste profile. Go to Keeper'sHeartWhiskey.com and use the code DAN24 for $10 off. And remember, sip responsibly.
4: Check this out.
3: And a fly ball the right center field. It's well hit, and it is gone. A three-run home run for Bellinger. We've got a new game. It's tied at five.
0: That's courtesy of AM570 LA Sports, Dodgers Radio Network. Charlie Steiner with the call. Cody Bellinger, three-run bomb. He's hitting 571 in the seventh inning and later this postseason. As they pick up the win, a much-needed win. This is what I love about the postseason. Got another game coming up tonight. You got another game with the Astros and the Red Sox coming up this afternoon. I love it. Play of the Day, brought to you by PaniniAmerica.net. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, all-time greats, only one place to collect them all, Panini trading cards. For instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, hottest rookie cards. Start to continue your collection now, Panini America. .net. The great Bob Costas doing hosting duties will join us a little bit later on. Talk about the baseball and recap that the Milwaukee Bucks got their championship rings last night. They're awesome. Got the big deer on the front and uh, it's also a pendant. So it's it's out of a James Bond movie like you can take off the top of it and then you can use it as a pendant, a, a necklace there over under the cost of those rings Paulie, do you want to set the over-under? Do you want to do
4: closest to the hole we're going to play? Okay. Make it even tougher on
0: you. Okay. I'll
4: give you some details. 360 okay. diamonds on the ring total represents the number of victories since the current ownership group took over. Ooh, okay. Uh, 16 emerald-shaped diamonds.
0: Uh, I got uh,
4: 4.14 carats total.
0: Okay. Closest to the hole. Sounds like my engagement ring that I got <laughs> my wife. Um, and this is an estimate. It's not an exact. Okay, Todd, start with you.
6: $273,600.
0: Okay. That's that's each. All right. McLovin? $75,000. right. Seaton O'Connor? I'm going
5: to go 25000
0: 25000 I I think it's somewhere between Seton and Fritzy of 25000 and 200000 and whatever Todd said. $273,600.
6: 273, okay. The
4: franchise would have to close down if they spent uh, 275000 a ring.
0: I'm gonna go fifty-two-five.
4: The estimate is twenty-three thousand oh, dollars. Oh, just
0: over. Sorry, dang, went over. No, you were closest to the hole. I don't think you said if you went over, so I'll give that to you. If we're going best ball. Yeah, that's the all right. What was your guess? Two hundred seventy-three thousand dollars six hundred.
4: Do you remember the the (laughs) steak dinner you took us to in Toronto? The five of us. Yeah. Went to a really nice steak dinner. You bought wine for the table. Yeah. I mean, big steaks. This was like a night out, and we were playing guess the price of the bill. And Fritzie goes,
6: uh, $163, something like that. I learned my lesson. I went way over this time. Yeah. Oh,
4: $163. Yeah. And then you said to
6: me something like, that's like the cost of like a couple of cups of the, the wine. Is what,
0: I, is I what said I the wine wasn't even that. It was more than that. Well, obviously, you don't pick up checks. So what so, would I know for that? Yeah. I mean, you go to Applebee's.
6: And then I realized, well, there was a couple of desserts involved and a few appetizers. And so maybe it's like $300 for the for the, yeah.
0: the Lakers lost last night. Now. I'm not going to overreact because I said I wasn't going to overreact when people were going to overreact. Now, in January, I would overreact to what I saw last night. Russell Westbrook is going to have an adjustment period, and it's going to be a couple of months. They don't have a healthy team right now. They don't have depth. Golden State took advantage of that. Their bench scored like 55 points last night. LeBron and A.D. had good statistical games, but I just don't want a jump-shooting team. I I want Russ getting to the hoop. I want LeBron getting to the hoop. LeBron, as he gets older, relies on that jumper a lot more than I would like him to, but I understand. Doesn't want to go to the hoop, get fouled. Uh, A.D., I don't want him floating outside. I want him inside, dominating. But Golden State didn't play a great game, and Golden State won. So you got to factor that in as well. You can't just look at it from through a Laker lens. You have to look at it through Golden State as well. Steph Curry had a triple-double, but he didn't play well. But you're looking at Russell Westbrook, and if you're surprised that he can't shoot, then you have forgotten about the last decade of Russell Westbrook. I would, my strategy would be, I'm going to let Russ shoot all he wants. In fact, I'll let just about everybody shoot as much as they want. I don't want mellow... You know, if I'm a defender, I still have to respect Melo's ability to hit jumpers. But, you know, they're going to it's going to be an adjustment period. Plain and simple. Let's wait till everybody is back. It's a healthy roster. But I think, you know, what to keep an eye on is when does LeBron say to Russ, I'll take the ball? Because Russ always has to have the ball and he's not good with his pull up jumpers. He's not a good three point shooter. He can get to the hoop, and that's what I would want from him. Get to the hoop or get to the hoop and kick it out. But it was only one game. I'm going to wait until after Christmas before I'm going to actually give you a true assessment of what I think will happen with the Lakers. Because there are so many new bodies there, different bodies there. Not sure what Dwight Howard was doing last night or why they got DeAndre Jordan. I mean, I don't know. But you have to be fair to a team that adds new pieces like this. But that that's not the debut that you thought you were going to have. You thought, okay, they might not look great, but they're still going to pick up a victory. But Golden State didn't look good when they got the victory last night. Yeah, Paul?
4: Lakers shot 47% from the free throw line. That was fun. That's not good. They From three, they were 36%.
0: Ben Simmons thinks they shot well from the free throw line.
4: I have a basketball idea, but I think it's probably dumb. Could you ever see a situation where Russell Westbrook and the Lakers, he was used like Andre Iguodala when he went to the Warriors. Iguodala was a starter the first 10 years of his career, then went to the bench, but he was the bench player and the guy off the bench. Imagine if that second unit came in with Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Rajon Rondo, and the other team gets that as the next unit instead Mm. of the first unit. Mm. And then Russ
0: can be... Full blast. Yeah, but Andre Iguodala was a really good defender for Golden State, and they didn't have to rely on him offensively. Like, he was he's a former great scorer and had that ability, but he was known as a defender uh, as much as anything. Yeah, McLevin?
6: I would worry about the stability of the basket from the Rondo Westbrook Anthony (laughs) bricks that are being thrown up. I mean, come on. All right. That is a rough shooting. Rondo, by the way, is all of a sudden a better three-point shooter than Westbrook.
0: It's weird. I'm a better three-point shooter than Westbrook. But he keeps shooting, and it's like, hey, I'm wide open. There's a reason why you're wide. You know, great players normally aren't wide open. Great shooters normally aren't wide open. When you're wide open, that doesn't mean you should be shooting. There's a reason why you're wide open. Like Lonzo Ball, I'm wide open. Yeah, don't shoot. Ben Simmons, I'm wide open. Don't shoot. Although Ben doesn't shoot. All right, one hour in the books, two more to go. Bob Costas a little bit later on on what the Dodgers achieved last night. Who's got momentum going into these games today and tonight? Hour two,
5: Dan Patrick show after this. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like,
5: Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that!
0: Embrace a new year with a new style of whiskey, Keeper's Heart Irish American Whiskey, crafted by a legendary Irish distiller, a unique blend of smooth Irish whiskey, bold American whiskey that has garnered over 130 awards in just two short years. Whether crafting St. Patty's Day cocktails or finding the perfect gift for the occasions like Mother's Day, Keeper's Heart, perfect choice. Personalize a label for free on their website. Use the code DAN24 for $10 off your order at KeepersHeartWhiskey.com. The fully electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz is innovation on a magnificent scale. Available with the epic 56-inch touch-sensitive hyperscreen. The vehicle is all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at MBUSA.com EQS.